I'm so excited. I feel like I know how you're gonna. <gasps> Whoa. I don't know, maybe, but I don't know, actually. I want to hear your prediction. I feel like you liked it. I, I did like it overall. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Oh, wow, I'm so excited to discuss. Okay, well, right. I'm not going to order. I'm Emily Walborn. And this is Half Asian. Half Asian. Half, Half hour. hour. <laughs> okay, we got there. Yeah. <laughs> um, today we are discussing a episodic from the Asian American mm-hmm. International Film Festival called Sideways Smile. Yeah, it was, um, it's a series. There were five episodes in the uh, video that we watched. It's and a, a web like, series. Yeah, yeah, like a web series. Yeah, okay. I just kind of want to hear a little bit more about what you thought of it, I guess. I liked it overall, and okay. I definitely am excited about the, like, topics they chose to delve into for all the episodes. Uh-huh. My, like, overall note that I have for it is sometimes I felt like the main character was a little too naive to feel realistic in 2020. Mm-hmm. Like, she would kind of be like, you mean sometimes people fetishize Asians when they're dating? And I was like, we're a little bit past this in mm-hmm. the the discourse. Um mm-hmm. And also sometimes, she, like, in her character's naivete, she would say stuff that I was like, I understand that your character is about to, like, learn that what you just said wasn't okay, but also I don't really need another example of someone saying something kind of cringy slash offensive. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it is about to be, like, corrected immediately. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the only thing, kind of the only issue I had with it, I think. Okay interesting yeah i can i can definitely see that because of the whole because like a lot of the device for this for this show is like each episode so she takes this class i'm not quite sure i can't remember what the class is called or like what it is but she's taking this class about like with all these people empower yeah it's like self-empowerment or something Mm -hmm. um and so like each class is kind of and whatever they're discussing is kind of the theme or the topic for the episode. Mm-hmm. So I can see how there were some things where I was like, did feel a bit, a little bit like, oh, and can you tell us what that is? Mm-hmm. Like people would say that in the class mm-hmm. um, to kind of get their points across. And so, yeah, I get that. And I think, I guess for me, um, I really liked it. I thought that it was really fun and I I liked all the topics that they chose. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the model minority episode. I was like, oh, wow, just need to play this for my coworkers. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. I guess I yeah, because I until recently I thought that was more common freight like more people knew about it until I yeah. had to explain it to the whole office. So <laughs> So I can definitely see where where for us it would be like, okay, yeah, we know. Yeah. But I think maybe it does a good job of of reaching out to people who might know not know about these different topics and that's and a good point. Kind of like, yeah, the the main character is the audience is the proxy mm-hmm. for the audience, I suppose. Or for those people yeah. in the audience. That is a really good point. And definitely my favorite character was the teacher. I every time she yeah. said something I was like, there's something really calming and like touching almost about just hearing someone gently and thoughtfully explain something to you. Yeah. 
and I really she was my favorite character yeah I yeah I think for the main character I don't really see what you what you're saying I think maybe if she was like a little if we got maybe more about her her family and her background Mm. maybe it would make more sense why she doesn't quite know these things or like she's apparently from Boston so you know white but not you know we both lived in Boston so yeah but I was like you're clearly in your mid to late 20s you have like Mm -hmm. an all Asian friend group Mm -hmm. how do you not know this stuff but I think yeah Yeah. you're right getting some background would have been helpful because say if she was from Montana I'd be like I get it I get it I get it (laughs) (laughs) and I think you're right you and I have spent since our teenage years like sucking up any crumb of Asian media we can find and are obsessed with this and so we know a lot more than the average person and to a lot of people I'm sure this was like a very fun and helpful introduction and also like entertaining and new yeah and I think I liked I mean I'm no expert on it or anything but I did like the intersectionality of it all too and I like that some episodes were about gender and some were about sexuality and some were about race and Mm -hmm. I thought that was I don't know I was like oh this is kind of like what I've always wanted to do and it was great to see people doing it like taking that class or doing a show like this show like yeah a show like this Mm -hmm. that it felt very I don't know it felt like the Asian broad city Mm. cross with like a insecure type show you know it kind of felt like in that universe yes so I was like oh that's nice (laughs) yeah that is a good point it was really watchable like I opened the video and I was like this is 50 minutes and then it flew by yeah yeah I thought it was there were some great really great characters the ending Mm -hmm. which we'll get to I thought was really funny (laughs) yeah yes Um, I yeah overall I liked it do you want to get into each episode Let's do it. Okay. Episode one is about, uh, she's never had, she opens on faking an orgasm with a white man. Mm-hmm. And then her friend is like, you need to take this class so you can learn how to orgasm. Cause she admits that she never has. Yeah. And then she goes to the class and her homework is to draw her vagina. And she was like, uh, how do I do that? And then her friend is like, oh, I'm a pro at that. Yeah. <laughs> and then she, yeah, she, jerks off for like the first time and then mm-hmm. seems to love it so yeah, seems to really help <laughs> yeah. seems to help her with her homework yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I loved her class it was full of like Asian brown people mm-hmm. non-binary people like genuinely a really good mix of perspectives yeah so that's essentially the first episode yeah it's, it's great because all of the episodes are like 10 minutes long and they are yeah quality yeah. 10 minutes so yeah um and then the next episode okay I liked I really liked this one yeah I did too I actually I really want to hear your thoughts on this one okay this one was about Asian women dating white (laughs) men something that both of us have done and you are currently doing correct so she okay so she's gonna go meet her BF's friends and Mm -hmm. then he so she gets there and she was like, oh, you know, in my class this week, we were talking about, like, interracial relationships mm-hmm. and how some guys have a type. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I just like strong women. And mm-hmm. then they go into the party and it's literally 
every every couple <laughs> is an Asian woman and a, and white, a white man. man. Yeah. Every yes, absolutely. Every single couple, yeah, and all of the Asian women are his exes. Yeah, that was a really fun twist. I thought. Um, <laughs> I thought that was. I I can only assume it's what it's a very get out. Uh, it felt really get out. It felt. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I might watch that tonight, actually, but... Ooh, yeah, it felt almost... It was clearly an homage. It felt almost, like... I don't know. Obviously, not, like, plagiarism, because it was clearly alluding to Get Out. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, a little twist at the end where the one guy who's supposed to be kind of the Lakeith Stanfield character, it turns out later he was just, like, tripping really hard. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was funny. I thought that was a good twist. Yeah, I've been trying, I was talking to my sister about this the other day. Mm-hmm. I wonder why dating seems to be this access point for a lot of, like, I will just see a lot more, like, white people who have all white friends, mm-hmm. but then a partner of color, and very mm-hmm. rarely is it, like, or just, I don't know, because my friend recently told me she's looking to start dating people of color, like, why it seems to apply to dating before it applies to seeking out friendships for a lot of people. yeah. You know, I was we we were watching this um, dating show that it's like a UK dating show. It's really wacky, but all of so all of these people, they were so weird about race when they would go on dates. They would like ask another person, "Oh, what do you? What's your type?" And they would always be like, "Oh, you know, tall, dark skinned mixed race oh. if possible." What? It was like. <laughs> Like, they all were saying mixed race. I was like, is that just, like, a UK thing? Or, oh, like, what is going on Also, like, mix of which races? What do you mean? I don't know. Yeah, what if it's just a bunch of, I don't know, Caucasian? Like, like half Dutch, half Irish. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that's what they meant, but... But, like, what did they mean? (laughs) They, I don't know, but... They were, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were only ever happy when the person was what you would, I guess, traditionally think of as mixed. So <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> what show is this? It's called Single Town. <laughs> okay, I'm down. I'll watch it's it. on. It's on HBO Max. It's the first. The first few episodes are slow. I'll be honest, okay. but interesting. Then the drama really heats up. I'll say that. Okay. Okay. I love it. I wish there was another season I could watch. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I don't know if you've been watching The Bachelor, but Margaret Cho was on this week. Huh? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And there's an Asian guy. He's kind of our king. Um, he's obviously going home next week. They never make it this far. Um, I heard last week's episode was really crazy or something. Yeah. It is. I'm enjoying the season. I watched for a while and then I took a break. And this is the first season that I've come back since... Rachel season where they were like pretty racist to her so I took a break oh. but now I feel like it's good again I don't know we'll see oh. um, I had to watch it just to get to the Margaret Cho part she was cool and then the one guy was like they were doing a roast and she was teaching them how to do a roast for their group date and <laughs> our Asian king whose name I genuinely don't know but he was like I'm Korean American like she's a hero of mine I just hope I don't let her down and we were like oh ah! love it 
Yeah, yeah, I I like him. I hope he's obviously not going to win, but I hope he gets to go to Bachelor in Paradise. Oh. Okay, so I liked this episode. Yes. So then, yeah, so she pretty much confronts this guy about yes. only dating Asian women, and he's like, well, I can't help who I love. And mm-hmm. then she like, throws something at him and walks away. Yes. Yeah. So this was one of those things where I was kind of like, how is this the first time you've ever been asked, like, where are you originally from? But I do understand they were just trying to illustrate something to us. Mm -hmm. I did like the detail of her white boyfriend saying things like, oh, like I didn't, when she would be like, everyone here is Asian women. (laughs) He was like, oh, I didn't even notice. Like, I don't really keep track. Yeah. I appreciated that detail because I think that is usually the response of just like, maybe that's true, but I don't care. Yeah, I, I, totally yeah i i totally get what you're what you're saying i feel like if maybe if it wasn't in new york i don't know i just feel like that age range in new york they probably wouldn't ask where she's originally from like to this day people in montana will ask me that you know (laughs) so yeah it does happen all the time yeah and also what do i know someone asked me that at work last year so (laughs) are you serious remember that director Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, it happens anywhere. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like you're right that she probably would have heard it at some point, but. Like, yeah, when she was in the class. Yeah. And everyone was like, people always ask me this, and she was like, really? And then it happened to her for allegedly the first, whatever. It's not really a criticism, because I am glad to watch that unfold, and it let me, like, reflect and talk to my sister and try to, like, engage with that, and I'm always grateful for media that helps that yeah and I think that you know well I hope that this show would eventually become like a full tv show you know and Mm -hmm. then they could you know it's also hard in the medium of a web series I feel like to pack in these big topics in 10 minutes so like maybe if a full half hour it could really unfold in a fun way definitely and I also liked that when she was confronting her boyfriend there was scary music playing because I think that is a really scary conversation to have even if they are really nice about it which he was not like Mm -hmm. it's an awkward and scary conversation to have and then when they respond badly you're like so I guess you're just not who I thought you were uh and it turns out you don't see me as a human which is a bummer because I sort of thought slash hoped that you did yeah I think the funniest part for me of that episode was when she was like, well, if, would you date me if I was white? And he's <laughs> like, but you're not white. So I wouldn't, I can't answer that. And, Cause you might be a different person if you were white. Yeah, what he said, you could be a completely different person if you were white. It was really good. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, okay. So episode three, I really liked this one too. Yes. Um, so this one, it starts with this, uh, the show, the Scar Joe show, but it's hosted mm-hmm. uh, by an Asian person mm-hmm. as, as Scar Joe. Is um, also is Scar- Asian. Yeah. Oh, well, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then, so the, so the, um, the story for Alex is that she's going up against this other intern at work. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to do some kind of weird intern games thing at the doctor's mm-hmm. office, and then one of them will be fired. Mm-hmm after that yeah and I liked this was fun they did it in like little vignettes kind of it was almost like twilight zoney because she would like do a little speech to the audience and then they would like yeah. go to a scene yeah it was really cool because the so the scar Joe showed they were uh debunking the model minority myth mm-hmm. which I was like 
oh, if I could only play Show this, this for my coworkers, coworkers. <laughs> leave me the alone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's it's kind of cool because it 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 uh they would like talk about a segment of the model minority and then they would cut to a scene where essentially you see it playing out in a way. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a really smart thing to do. I agree. I really liked it. So we had the other Asian actors that came onto the show that were truly Asian people where uh, Emma Stone mm-hmm. came on. Um, <laughs> Which I love just because sometimes that. it feels like everyone forgot about that except yes. for me and you. Yes. And like just the other day, you know how everyone has like a random actress that they don't like for no reason? Yeah. Someone, like, brought that up, and then someone else brought up ScarJo as, like, someone that they like, and I was like, yeah, I think I sort of prefer Kira Knightley to ScarJo just in that Kira Knightley hasn't played an Asian person five times, yeah. and someone was like, hmm, yeah, that is actually fair, yeah. but I was like, if we're gonna do this bullshit thing where we just decide, like, we don't like Brie Larson for no reason, like, there's half a dozen white women who played Asian, just pick them. Yeah. I don't understand why you're like, yeah. Who- I love Alice and Brie, but I actually think that fucking, I don't know, is annoying. It's like, no, the people that played Asians are annoying. Yeah, how do you not think Emma Stone's <laughs> fucking annoying? She was in Aloha and then um, never yeah. apologized. Never apologized, and except Until she when she interrupted, interrupted Sandra O oh at the Golden Globes. Let's not forget that. Talked yeah. over her, yeah. Talked, o- yeah. So it, it truly just does feel like everyone forgot about that sometimes, and it feels really yeah. good. It's like when you realize some everyone else hates the same coworker as you, <laughs> and you remember that you're not alone. <laughs> it's true. I loved, I loved that part in the Emma Stone segment too, where she was like, "Yeah, it's been, you know, in Hollywood, it's tough for me to get like deep Asian." roles except for of course whatever her name is and aloha thank you cameron for that opportunity yes that was so good (laughs) that was so funny um okay so then back to alex's scenes we see that her boss the doctor has this of course an asian thing and he's gonna let her win um over her black co-worker yeah even though she is truly terrible at her job and he is good at his job yeah. Um, and then we go back to the ScarJo show until this one is on and yes. breaks down the model minority myth even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I love still that when they asked Matt Damon if he had anything to say, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they cut off Asian Matt Damon, which that I love. That was hilarious. Um, yeah, and so then Alex in her class so they were the the framing devices and that they're watching this video in class mm-hmm. um and then alex kind of uh freaks out about what she's doing at work and taking the internship over her co-worker even though she doesn't deserve it and she doesn't want to be a doctor anyway so mm-hmm. then she quits and she has and that was kind of the main moment where she like had an outburst where she was like should i turn you know yeah, my coworker isn't getting this job because he's black, but, like, I can't turn down Harvard or, like, whatever. And then mm-hmm. someone else in the class is like, how can I put this? Um, that's racist. And I was yeah. like, okay, cool. <laughs> I yeah, like I that. Liked, I like that moment. I really liked the tag in this 
episode two where it's just this white guy ranting to the computer about like Scarfield yes. can't play Black <laughs> Widow. She they're Asian. Yeah. <laughs> I re- yeah, I really liked that. And I really liked the line where I don't maybe it was Tilda, maybe it was Emma, when they were talking about like anti-blackness in the Asian community or just like privilege that comes with being the model minority. Mm-hmm. They phrased it as I benefit outside of Hollywood, but it is harder within it. And I thought that was yeah. a really good articulation that often goes without saying, or I just haven't found the right words for. And I thought yeah. that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I also realized that they, this took place in Crown Heights, which is the neighbor. My, I just moved this week, but my old apartment was like kind of on the border of bed and Crown Heights. So it was like oh, my neighborhood. Oh, Nice. And I recognized the park and the streets. Oh, it was, that was very fun. New York things. Mm-hmm. Just New York things, baby. <laughs> Whereas if I watch a show about LA, I'm like, oh, I wonder if they shot that in California. She <laughs> 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 would never have any idea. Okay. Yeah. So then the next episode, so she quit her job and her roommate post makes a post online to help her pay rent Mm -hmm. and she's like what I can't do these jobs because it's like Mm -hmm. I maybe like create lists type postings or something and she's sort of your classic like type a timid like doesn't Mm -hmm. really like to take risks Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this and her friend is a big risk taker and this seems Mm -hmm. uh scary to her at first yeah and so then in class they have different they're they're doing some kind of uh exercise and like sexuality and they're watching mm-hmm. porn and stuff like that and mm-hmm. um, one of the people in class is a sex worker and is telling people about it um and so then alex goes home and she like learns that her grandma may have been a sex worker too and mm-hmm. so she's like okay well then i should try these postings if like Mm-hmm. The stigma that I thought there was around it isn't mm-hmm. um, good or real. You know? Yeah. This might have been my favorite episode. I really mm-hmm. liked, one, the teacher had a line that I thought was really good, was when she was explaining the difference between sex work and sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. She was like, sex trafficking involves kidnapping, mm-hmm. um, which is a crime whether sex is involved or not, which I thought, I just, I was like, I love this teacher. She's so good at explaining things. Very good at explaining. And making it seem natural, because I feel like that is very hard to deliver as an actor, the explanations of things. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That was really, uh, I was like, because the way they find out that her grandma might have been a bar (laughs) girl was that the picture gets knocked over and falls and then opens and all the pictures behind it fall out I was like how did this fall like that but I thought that was funny um but I thought I explained all because then it flashed back to her being like my grandmother escaped her country when she was 16 and she started supporting herself then and it was like yeah Mm -hmm. this is a way out for a lot of people and it makes sense that like I don't know there are people of certain classes that turn to this in order to like survive yeah. And it doesn't seem like a coincidence that there's a stigma around it. Yeah. When it is only affecting, in many cases, certain types of people. Yeah. And I do think, like, in terms of what you're saying about her, you know, there are certain things in in this series where it's not totally believable that she may have not come up against this in her life. Mm-hmm. I, 
I found this one to be believable that there are definitely people that that have that stigma around sex workers and mm-hmm. and um, would have these reactions. I think. Yeah, and I thought everyone around her responded in a way that was like informative mm-hmm. and left no room for interpretation, but was not condescending or shaming yeah. at all. Yeah, uh, like I liked when her friend was posting for her, and she was like, "That's." prostitution and her friend just goes that's fine it's the oldest (laughs) profession it's that's okay i loved her roommate very funny Mm -hmm. um so then she she decides to do one of the posting and it's essentially her throwing eggs at this guy on the beach which is funny yeah 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 i thought that was fun okay episode five she goes she accompanies her roommate to a sex party Mm -hmm. and it kind of made me emotional like really? they get there and they're like sh- they're like slow mowing. It's just all of these people like just feeling good about themselves. The part that mm-hmm. made me emotional was seeing there's like an Asian girl and she was like dancing with like an Asian fan, and it just like made me kind of well up a little bit. Um, and then like she meets she runs into somebody from her class mm-hmm. at the sex party, mm-hmm. and they just like hang out all night. And you watch her like really slowly get more comfortable with herself. And that made me cry a little bit. I am simply PMSing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a really sweet episode. And I think, too, the, I really liked the... Um, there were certain moments that she came up against that you saw her past, what she would have done in the past, which is, like, mm-hmm. reject everything to, like, her struggling with the, in the present to mm-hmm. what she wishes she could do yes. in the future of, like, fully embracing it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, again, another really smart narrative choice, I think, on the part I of agree. the writer and director. I totally agree. Yeah, I thought that was great. And it was nice to see, like, something happen in moderation and not, mm-hmm. like, suddenly I'm over this and I'm not scared anymore, which I a little bit felt in the first episode. There was also an episode of The Bold Type where one of the characters was like, I've never orgasmed before. And mm-hmm. everyone was like, well, have you tried? And she was like, no, I've never even looked at it. And then she tries and like immediately comes. And I was like, <laughs> and that, that's the only example I can think of off the top of my head. But I know there's others mm-hmm. where just so many women statistically have a have difficulty with that. And mm-hmm. the few times I've seen it represented in media, it's been like, well, they just weren't trying. And I think that's frustrating. Yeah. Anyway, so I like that they didn't do that with this, that she was yeah. like, I want to be more confident. Uh-huh. I'm going to try being a little bit more confident for now. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved her with this person from class. They were yeah. very sweet. And yeah. Then, um, she was they were about to make out when she had to do a distraction for her roommate. So mm-hmm. she just yells, I shit my pants. So that was yeah. really funny. Um, and then Interpol shows up. So yes. it, was a very, <laughs> it was a very funny, wild ending. Um, yeah. And it slides yeah. right into episode six, which was just fun. <laughs> yeah, just a really fun, quick, like, what happens at that party from the roommate's perspective. Mm-hmm. And it was essentially like she s- switched dildos with her ex, and mm-hmm. <laughs> she needed to get them get it back. And because they were USB dildos, <laughs> yeah. and they had different porn stored on them. Yeah, and so then it turned out the the person the roommate was seeing was actually Interpol trying to get this big like art thief or something yeah. this international art thief <laughs> that the roommate just happened to be running in the same circles with 
Yeah. And so she like slipped in and they caught her at this party. Yeah. I thought that, and they filmed it as that kind of a so noir. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. And I thought that the plot built, like, mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. taking this class and she's clearly getting smarter and more comfortable. And, yeah. like, her roommate is encouraging her to do, so it felt like a really natural progression and conclusion that paid yeah. off. Yeah, I think so. And the cool thing about this series, too, I was looking at their website, and their production team is a uh, women, femme, non-binary-led team. Mm-hmm. So that, mm-hmm. that's... um really cool yeah and it showed like it really came through in the work I was the after the first episode I was looking at the credits and I was like oh damn that would be so fun to work on Uh, (laughs) yes and even all the white guys that were in it yeah just thinking about this now like they did not take up space or intimidate me or demand my attention at all Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you could just see you could tell through watching it that these were people who like are on their side, are friends, are willing to like do what they can to help and play the villain. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I really hope that it, if they want it to, becomes like a full TV series because I would watch that for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think you're right. I had written like some of these scenarios seem kind of obvious or overdrawn, but then I remember (laughs) that really similar things happen to both of us all the time. (laughs) I mean, literally an episode could be them explaining to their office. Yes, uh, easily. How to pronounce their name or, (laughs) yes, where the model minority went. So things in our lives definitely do seem cartoonish at times, but are so real. Are really real. I think (laughs) the only thing I, the thing I'm excited for, like as, we go back and watch Crazy Rich and are like, this already is like dated in some ways. The thing I'm excited for moving forward is I think we're at the tail end of just being excited to see our own experiences reflected and just Mm -hmm. being excited to be like, oh, that's happened to me. And I'd never seen that on TV before Mm -hmm. without having them have any kind of commentary or analysis Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. So far that's been enough and it's still exciting, but I think that that isn't going to be the case within a few years. And I'm excited for there to be in the same way that pen 15 isn't just reflecting back it is also like doing therapy for you and explaining things to you like in a way that's already been digested I'm excited for that to happen yeah yeah absolutely and I think what I really liked about this series too is that like as much as I love the farewell and crazy rich you know Mm -hmm. I have never really had experiences even close to what those characters have gone through yeah and so it was like really cool to see okay here's some like 20 somethings dealing Mm -hmm. with some of the things that I've gone through in my life yes and in like a comedy fun way yeah so I yeah I really liked it and I think it yeah for me it really felt like a like a broad city hole Mm -hmm. in my heart so (laughs) yeah totally I think it's a really good point. There's definitely a market for it. Yeah, I could definitely see it on like a Comedy Central or a mm-hmm. HBO. Yeah. Or an HBO Max. A Hulu or Ridge. A Hulu or Ridge. Mm-hmm. An Amazon Prime special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a posthumous Quibi event. <laughs> R.I.P. Quibi. Yeah. Oh. Quibi. So yeah. What, what would you give this then? I would give this, for representation, I would give it four and a half 
It did that thing we love where it was truly like not a white guy in sight or a white woman. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Unless they were the villain. Uh-huh. Like, especially the last episode, there was like this entire international like caper all <laughs> with like queer women of color. I love it. Yeah. I just, I wish that the main character hadn't been so bumbling, but I do understand why it was that way. And for Gong's. I wish it had been like 20% funnier, but I think that's just something that will come as these creators get more experience. Mm-hmm. They clearly have like a good sense of humor, mm-hmm. um, but I would probably give it a, like a four. There's no one I wouldn't recommend this to. Like it's such mm-hmm. an easy and positive watch. Yeah, for sure. That even if someone's like, this isn't really up my alley, I'm like, you will learn something from it and mm-hmm. it is gonna go by really quickly. Yeah. I would say everybody should just keep an eye on their website and their socials and see the next festival that they're going to be in and try to. Yeah. Because I was looking today. I think we missed their their festivals by the time this came up, this comes out. But you should okay. definitely keep an eye on it because it's not on YouTube or Vimeo or anything. But definitely look mm-hmm. out for festivals and try to, I would say, mm-hmm. support them if you can mm-hmm. and see it at a festival. Because they're all virtual right now, so you can watch it anywhere. Yeah, exactly. One of the beauties. Truly. Um, For me, I think for our representation ramen, Mm -hmm. I think I would give it a a five. I did really enjoy it. I thought that the topics they chose were stuff that I uh, have always wanted to see on on screen, and I think that they did it in really fun ways that wasn't too, like – oh my gosh, they're really teaching me something. You know, it was, yeah, yeah. I thought that it was still, it was still fun and inventive what they did and mm-hmm. truly the first of some of those things that I've seen. True. Um, and I think for Gong's, I'll, I'll give it a five too. I really liked oh. it. I laughed quite a few times, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it was I, I had a great time watching it. Yeah, lots of funny characters, lots of funny moments. Mm-hmm. just very clever fun show yeah and I agree like I all I want to watch is like people in their 20s living in the cities that we live <laughs> in navigating how horny they are through the lens of race and ethnicity yeah. is that too yeah. much to ask for is that because I really would have done a season on each topic that they did yeah you really could you really could Mm-hmm. You could do a full, yeah, just full arcs of all of them. American Horror Story style. <laughs> An anthology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So check it out when you can. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Be sure to watch The Meg for our next episode. Next week when we review The Meg. So of you course. don't have any spoilers on how mm-hmm. The Meg navigates sexuality through uh, race (laughs) yes and the spectrum of gender yeah it's really truly surprising how well the bank does that actually she's a little bit obtuse at first but ultimately (laughs) it is for the audience's benefit yeah and wow by the end you really your mind will be blown at how much the meg has grown i'd say you'll really be rooting for her (laughs) honestly yeah Um, Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.